and welcome to the Embodied Life Coaching Podcast with me, Louise Lewis. I am a mindset and body-based life coach specialising in helping people understand and resolve the deep-seated patterns that hold them back from having a life that looks and feels extraordinary. Through a series of solo episodes and conversations with guest experts, I will explore how incorporating bodywork, whether that be somatic-based exercises, biology and cellular health, or nervous system healing, is an essential addition to your personal development work. If you are familiar with therapy, coaching, or counseling, and feel like there's been a missing piece of the puzzle, keep listening, because the bodywork and nervous system pieces may be it. I can't wait to share these life-changing materials with you. It's time to live a full life from a place where you are deeply connected to your mind, body, and soul. Get ready. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Embodied Life Coaching Podcast. I am delighted to have a friend, really, and fellow coach on the podcast today, Lisa Flores. So I met Lisa last year on a retreat that I did down in Cornwall, which for those of you not in the UK, think seaside, countryside, nice, down the bottom of the country. Um, and I really wanted to have Lisa on the podcast because, as you will know if you've been here a while, I was in corporate and chose to leave. And a lot of the people that I work with now are in that similar space. They're sort of questioning what they want from their lives, but a lot of the time it is to do something else. Now, Lisa has a slightly different approach. She helps people to stay and to thrive in the work that they do. Um, so, you know, a lot of the time being in, in that kind of environment, it can feel like striving and pushing and just surviving. Lisa takes them from that from that space to to really thriving. So I'm so excited to have her on today to talk about how she does that basically and how you can do that too if that's the space that you are in. So Lisa, hello. Hello, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. It's my absolute pleasure. So I know I've just done my version of an introduction, but do you want to just dive in a little bit with kind of what it is you do and, and maybe why? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So what I do in a nutshell is all about supporting and empowering other women. And that's the work sort of on an individual basis and doing that with lots of different women who work in different organisations is hopefully a small step at a time helping to, what what's the best description, redress the gender imbalance that we've got in in our leadership generally, not just in you know, the organisational life. Um, we look around us and we see mainly men in leadership positions still. Um, and I have a vision for a, a future, as many others do. I know I'm not alone in this, that we get to a point where we have men and women working together 
that you don't automatically think of a surgeon, for instance, as a man. You think of them as a surgeon first, um, for instance, or the the CEO of an organization. Um, and in order to get there, what we need to do is we need more women to move into more leadership roles first, more senior leadership roles. Um, but what is happening is that too many are doing what you did and leaving for all sorts of different reasons. And and I, and I was a bit hesitant when I started to say that because that then sounds like potentially, well, I'm criticizing you for leaving. Well, no, it didn't, it didn't work for you. It doesn't work for lots of other people. Um, but there are ways that we can get more comfortable and thrive in that environment um, as women. So um, it's, this, if you look at it from a micro level, it's working with individual women day by day, week by week, month by month, so that we can, you know, together make some you know, serious change in this world. Brilliant. Thank you. And it's interesting because, yes, I chose to leave, but also I'm probably, and you can talk to me about this in a second, but I'm probably would fall into the category of person that, that you would ordinarily help. Mm. I was on director track partnership track like they'd got me pegged as a, a future leader of a business and I was at you know a bigger company mm. it's interesting because my experience as painful as it was I never felt I never felt that I suffered because I was female mm. now I probably did because of my traits and my personality and how I was and it didn't really work in that environment but I never felt that I suffered and even as I'm saying that I'm like yeah because you showed up in that environment with all of your masculine energy so you fit in mm-hmm. right so it is it is very very interesting and I was actually chatting to someone who was at P- who is at PwC now yesterday and and he said to me he said I think a lot of it's got to do with the work environment I said I'll be honest I said I got to a point where I didn't think I could be there and be well mm. But a lot of that could be my perception. So, yeah, mm. analyze me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. Ah, yeah, and it and it's and it's so complicated. I think that's that's part of the of the challenge, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah, we le- lead really busy lives, and often what happens is exactly what happened to you that we're on this you know m- you know manic fast treadmill and it it really takes something to stop and to go whoa what's going on here is this what i want does this work how is it um and for many people you know that's a, a you know a massive event of some description you know burnout often um but for others of us and I suppose I would put myself in this situation so I had a corporate career spent 25 years in HR got myself into a you know pretty senior leadership role you know lots of responsibility um had my daughter along the way 
somehow managed to you know keep keep going through through all of of that but just felt like when i look at, back on it i was just you know clawing my way up yeah the mountain almost rather than feeling like i was really thriving and doing well and enjoying it um and it's it's that that i want to be able to um you know help more women with to really tap into so what is it that you really enjoy if you if you can step back if you can look at yourself and increase that self-awareness so to be given the time to do that and to step as they step back that's that's the 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 key to it and the beginning of it which for most of us as women we don't allow ourselves that time no yeah it's not it's not permitted we've got 101 other responsibilities that we need to be doing and as you rightly say we're often trying to operate in this very masculine environment so that certainly doesn't encourage us to to stop and to think and reflect um and really tap into who we are yeah it's so interesting and you say there about like that first step is awareness now i have the benefit of nearly five years of a lot of coaching and therapy now that i didn't have when i was in corporate yeah it's interesting because i can see how my behavioral patterns drove my experience at work so my perfectionist tendencies the people pleasing the inability to say no the inability to switch off constantly go 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 with all of this underlying anxiety going on and then I wonder how like I found the <laughs> and I would look at colleagues that seem to like work less hours or care less and I would be like I would be quite condescending towards them I'm like they don't care they mm. can't do it as well as me look at them whereas actually <laughs> hindsight's a wonderful thing they kind of had it right mm. because they came in they did the job they did the job well enough and then they went and lived their lives. Um, but sometimes it's very, very hard when you are in it. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious if, so if I was to come to you, mm-hmm. because I had good intentions. We used to get these emails like there's this wellbeing event on or this is going on. I'd be like, that's really important. I need to read that. And I created a wellbeing folder. Mm. well I put all of the emails mm. it's very organized and this I, I, I was that was my that's, <laughs> if, if anyone had described me in one word one word to describe me in my lawyer days that would have been the word 100% yeah. across the board yeah and they were in this well-being email folder unopened unread and, and, and to this day because I don't have a computer anymore because it was a work computer mm. I never looked at them because there was never time there was never space nope. to breathe no nope. or be so if I came to you, and let's just add in a couple of young children, which I don't have. Yeah, <laughs> just to complicate matters. A dog, she's quite hard work. Yeah, yeah, lovely, but hard work. Hard work. Yeah. Um, She's got ingrowing eyelashes. Oh, bless her. I know, she's got to have like an emergency operation in a couple of weeks. So yeah, look, the dogs are like oh. family too. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so let's throw in a couple of young kids, mm-hmm. trying to navigate school drop-off, school pick-up, being 
as let's call me a director let's give me a promotion being a director mm-hmm. in a big firm I'm managing clients I'm managing my team I'm finding it all very stressful mm-hmm. I'm going home after the kids have gone to bed I'm starting work again I'm exhausted yeah but I'm also really ambitious and I want to like I want to be partner mm. and that's really where I've that's definitely where I want to go mm. And I know it's complex, right? So where do we start? Mm. Not the whole, like, not the whole process. Just where do we yeah. start? Where do we start? By just starting with what you've started to describe to me, and talking about these are all the things that are going on in my life. These are the things that I find difficult pretty much unburdening yourself um, because so many of my clients in particularly in the first session go I just feel like I've just downloaded at you I'm like that's exactly what you needed that's where you need to start to start to just get it all out because you start with one thing and, go, and there's this and there's this and there's that so we spend pretty much the first session always in in just getting it all out and going right all these things are going on um and it's my job then to to help you know that that client to go right okay we could probably group some of these in particular you know categories around what's going on a you know in in your domestic space for instance and are you taking on all of the domestic responsibilities? Is it always your responsibility to do all the childcare, for instance? Um, so for many, there's a huge piece of work to do just in terms of some of the practicalities yeah. of we take on everything or certainly too much. We don't share. A lot of that comes from the conditioning that we're brought up with, whether we realise it or not. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, I I would I would I would not say that my my mother um, you know conditioned me to be the one who takes responsibility for the household, but absolutely that's what I've got. And you don't realise, you know, you you've yeah. done lots and lots of work on this, but you don't realise what 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 you're being given by your parents. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. We often don't realise as we're having these first conversations of what we're doing. But once you start to unpack it and you go, oh, look, yeah, I am actually doing all of these things just at a real practical level. Yeah. Um, and it goes from there, really. And to start thinking about, well, this is what's going on. So let's just pop that over there for for a while. Let's now talk a bit more about what you actually want what might good look like what might thriving feel like for you yeah so starting to get that it could be feeling of what it is you want yeah and I'm curious because it's interesting that overlaps right so even in my in my group program addressing unlock one of the modules is our roles rules and bargains so like what are the unconscious things that we've taken on so it's very very similar but yeah one of the biggest challenges my clients have is they don't know what they want. Mm. 
Mm. Because they're so used to meeting the demands of everybody else and thinking about everybody else and meeting everybody else's needs that they've kind of forgotten what their needs are. So is that something that that you come upon with your clients as well? Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, But actually, once we go through that unburdening, (laughs) let's call it that, um, and allow some of that time and space through subsequent sessions it starts to bubble up and, and come out they may have no idea in the first instance because you say they've never had time to think about it yeah. and always been thinking about somebody else first because that is huge conditioning for us as women you know you need to put yourself at the bottom of this list not at the top of it um so by having that dedicated time together it allows those thoughts and feelings to start to, to come up and go, oh, well, maybe. And actually, I really enjoy that. Now I've actually got time to stop and think about it. And it and it's, as you know, it's that by somebody asking you a couple of questions, it can start a whole chain of thought that you would probably never have had on your own because you won't allow yourself to do it. No. No, and and the thing is, the thing as well is, I mean, I know this personally, but also, I mean, you'll know this personally, but clients will be able to relate to this as well, is in our day-to-day lives, there is often no one, and I don't say that to be dramatic, there is often no one who can listen to us properly. Yeah, absolutely. And can just listen to us say, these are the things that I'm worried about, this is what's going on in my head, this is what I'm thinking about without that person, because it makes them feel comfortable, trying to fix it, trying to solve it, trying yeah. to diminish your things, like to put to, to you know, oh, it's not that bad, oh, it'll be fine, like don't worry about it. Yeah. But I yeah. think someone that can just sit and validate and be like, that sounds really hard for you. Yeah. Like is is such a gift. And in many ways, I think it's a shame that that gift has to be provided by coaching. <laughs> like, yeah. if only we could get to a place in the world where we all have got those natural innate gifts, we're just not there right now. No, no, we're not. Um, but it is such a gift to have someone be like, I'm here. Like, in our coaching language, it's holding the space, but just literally yeah. holding the space for somebody yeah. Yeah. In, their, in their challenges. Yeah, just have somebody who can listen. Yeah. And not judge, not come up with solutions. Just be there with them in it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you know, it's a wonderful experience to to be with your client in that in that place. Um, and you know, and yeah, you you and I, as you say, we've both experienced it from the other side as being the client. Um, and it's an essential part of you know of who we are and what we do, isn't it? Getting our own support in that way yes yes very much and but I very much buy into that we can only take another person as far as we've gone ourselves yeah definitely um absolutely so it was interesting when you were talking then Lisa bearing in mind that I am a bit of an embodiment coach like to use the body mm-hmm. you a couple of times touched your chest and your heart and mm. I don't know if it was that that made me think of it or if it was just in my mind anyway but I'd love for you to talk about your kind of heart-led bigger mission because mm. we've been talking about like 
on an individual basis, which is obviously very important and it's where it starts. So how do we get, in this context, predominantly women, feeling like they can thrive in the workplace and live their best lives? And for you, like, what's the so what? What's the bigger mission? So we have these women, they're thriving, they're staying, unlike Mm -hmm. some of us. (laughs) (laughs) And then what? Like, how does this play out for you? Well, it plays out in that we we have a a different model of leadership for instance, our model of leadership, you think about, you know, in the corporate space is, okay, it's it's changing slowly, bit by bit. You know, we talk about empathy a bit more now when we talk about authentic leadership. and But it's still very much grounded in that male, competitive, individualistic yeah. place. Um, and how would it be as a, if we were in a, a world where we, you know, we complemented that with kindness and support and collaboration, which are typically the things, you know, the, the female leadership traits. So it, it, to me, it's about how do we, how do we shift this leadership model more quickly into more of that feminine um, space so we have a more rounded approach that treats people really as human beings Um, and I guess that's what is in here about you know treating people as human beings and and it takes you down a whole another you know avenue I guess but in in the more that we can have women who thrive being who they are in those senior roles, they will make more change. They will bring more of that to bear. They will help support the male leaders who feel trapped in that you know, patriarchal you know, leadership style to tap into you know, more of this side of them and that's the way we make change Brilliant. it's interesting because I work with I work with quite a few men and you're right like there's a lot of men that feel the same as a lot of women in the world oh, absolutely yeah you know they're being yeah. pushed down and all of the rest of it from higher up yeah and and a lot of men are in in a um place where they're really struggling at the moment because it's like who am I supposed to be now yeah. Well, um, they're not allowed anymore. No. <laughs> Middle-aged like white men. <laughs> no. No. Because we've got to fit every, you know, everybody else in. Yeah. Um, and, you know, men as fathers at the moment, so fathers of, you know, younger children, really want to spend more time with them and be far more active, take you know, more of that 50-50 role. And it's really hard because so many organisations do not support that. Or even, if they, yeah, they say they do, but yeah, we know that it, it doesn't happen. So they're, so they're really struggling to, 
to find their identity and do what the things that they want to do yeah. at the moment. And this is yeah, this is what happens as we go through change, but it just it feels very slow and a bit like going through treacle at the moment. Yeah, so we need more people up there who can be real agents for change because you're right, yes. like when I look at society, we've just forgotten how to live. We've forgotten how to parent our children. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that feminism kind of has a lot to answer for as well, right? Women can go out there and do everything and be everything, but they've still got to do everything at home and they've still got to do oh, yeah. everything at work and they've still got to do all of these different bits. It's worse than ever. To look a certain way and all of a sudden we've got like six full-time jobs and we wonder why we're tired. Yeah, yeah, because it's actually worse than ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, you can do all this. And actually, it's now expected you will have a successful career. Oh, and you will be a perfect mother at the same time. And you'll do all of it yourself and you can't possibly ask for any help because no, 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 no. That's not a good thing to be doing as a woman, is it? Yeah, it, yeah it, it's a minefield. Yeah. And, and things really do actually have to change quite radically, I think. Mm-hmm. In order for us yeah. to get back to health. Yes. Right? So you talked about that first phase of working with clients about the awareness piece, helping them understand what they want and all the rest of it. So I've been trying to think about what my work looks like in a, like a tangible way. And I can't actually remember the word I finally happened upon, which is helpful, isn't it? But I think it was restore. Excuse me. That should have been on silent, shouldn't it? <laughs> well, like, to be honest, I've heard Sydney coming from the garden. It sounds like she had a twig. So I'm wondering what the state of the house <laughs> we should be better at this really shouldn't we most of the time my phone is on silent this is professional 2023 style um and I've completely forgotten what I was gonna say oh I'm sorry and <laughs> um, oh yeah sorry so but like we've about the word on how to live oh mm-hmm. the word yeah so I think I went for restore mm. it could have been repair but I think I went with restore in the end Mm-hmm. about getting back to that place of actually feeling so in order to go into a business and feel capable and able to make change we have to have energy we have to feel mm-hmm. resilient we have mm-hmm. to feel vibrant and so that's what I love about your first phase as well it's kind of you know essentially we're all doing work to help people be all of who they are and go out and shine brilliantly in the will in <laughs> in our own unique way yeah um but that first phase of well, let's get you to a place where we've done the deep dive. We've looked at the stuff that's overwhelming you. We've looked at the stuff that you can maybe unburden. And there was something that I wanted to come back to on that. When I worked in law, I did everything at home. Mm. Everything. I mean, we had a cleaner. Mm. Recommend that to everybody. Oh, we absolutely. <laughs> we had a cleaner. But all the bill payments, like the food shops, bits of ad cop, I did everything. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that Nat was lazy. Now, it's interesting because I remember, this is probably about eight, seven, eight years ago, I had this big argument and he was like, you don't let me do anything. Mm-hmm. And I pretty much do nothing these days. <laughs> Sometimes I think it annoys him, but then most of the time he's quite happy. Right. He went to take the bin out yesterday after he'd done various different bits. He was like, oh, are you doing one task? 
<laughs> I don't be mean to me for my task. I got told off the other day for watering the garden wrong. I was like, we need to encourage me to do these things. But it's like a complete 180 shift. Yeah. And I think that's the other thing that's so important. A lot of the time, very easy for us to blame other people. But when we have got potentially minor control freak tendencies, yep. are we actually giving other people the opportunity to do the other stuff now I have started reading a book which I know you've read because we both have the same coach and she's recommended it to me because you've recommended it to her so I am well I'm listening to the dance manga mm-hmm. by learner mm-hmm. and so interesting in that where it talks about how I know this is a tangent but this is what we do um <laughs> how women will often take often take on the emotional burden as well as the household oh yes so they will also take on the emotional burden of the husband. So the husband doesn't have to feel the emotions because the woman takes them on as well. Mm. And again, in that situation, we're actually robbing over the halves of feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. It is. It is. And at a really practical level, um, I I came up with a, a tool to, to help women to go, okay, what am I doing here? in terms of is the mental load yeah. um and you know to to help them to to work through what are all the things that i'm doing how do i start to shift this and shift it into a sharing place with the other person or other people in my household including kids as soon as they get old enough yeah. but to to not have responsibility and delegate tasks to others but to go these are all the tasks and let's divide them so you it's your responsibility to do it yeah I'm not going to be asking you to do it or keep an eye on you or supervising you because we're very good at doing that yeah yeah I'll I'll also put my hand up my husband would be exactly the same well you just get in a strap if I don't do that properly yeah possibly (laughs) so it takes a lot of work it does but yeah we we need to do it yeah I get told now I'm like and that means you take it out of your head you take it off of your secondary to-do list on your phone it's like and you just leave me to get on with it yeah so your mental load tool Mm -hmm. that's something that people can download like if you send me a link to it or something is that people can access it yes if I put it in the show notes after this yeah absolutely they do Lisa's um mental load assessment they can they can get hold of that yep yep Thanks. Didn't ask beforehand, but I was like, oh, yeah. I'm sure yeah. she'll say yes under the pressure yeah. of the live podcast. Yes, absolutely. It would look really weird if I said no. Yeah. <laughs> can we edit that bit out? Yes. <laughs> no, that's absolutely fine. I will send you the link. Yes. Brilliant. Yeah. I'm very happy to share it with as many people yeah. as can benefit from it as possible because yeah. it is it is it is so it's so practical. And it's a big thing for us. If we can just let go of some of this, yeah. we can f- focus on the things that we want to do and give us pleasure. Yeah, brilliant. So one more final question for mm-hmm. me. And if there's anything else you want to add, you can do so. I want to talk about toxic work environments. Mm. So what do we do? Now, again, some of that will be perception. Some of it will be reality. Yeah. But- if you are someone who is in a toxic work environment but kind of want to stay within a corporate 
I'm assuming you've come across this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you support in that situation? Like, is the only answer to leave? Is there an, like, how do you navigate that? Mm. It's trying to really understand what what is that toxicity for that individual. Mm. Um, and And sometimes it's about, yeah, the direct line manager and how do they work with this individual um sometimes it's more widespread in terms of actually culturally this place just does not fit with me and there are points at which you just need to remove yourself completely but it's trying to work out what's really going on for that individual why they why do they find it like that um and then to to talk about you know so what are the practical things that you can do to actually you know continue to e- either survive if you need to for a while in that in that place or to thrive by having a different you know, mindset around it um it it's it's there's no one answer i of think course. yeah yeah but there are times that that if and particularly by having somebody that you can talk to as a um a non-judgmental impartial person you know in the work that we do it's much easier to be able to try and work out well what's actually going on here what's my stuff what's their stuff what can I actually do something about because often what we want is we want the other person to change well we can't do anything about that much as we would love to that's a very common conversation that I have. And when you get to a place where you can have the conversations at work, often the outcomes are quite surprising. Like I've mm. had clients before who have said, like they're going ready to, to hand their notice in because they don't think they're going to get what they ask for. And mm. the boss is like, yeah, we'll make that happen for you. Mm. <laughs> it's not even a difficult conversation. Yeah. And and I and I found that a lot actually um, with, with female clients particularly that, so have you actually had that conversation asked? Oh no, because I know I know what happened. Mm, how do you know that? Um, so no, we work to okay. Think about how do you have this this conversation and see what happens. And as you say, often it you just needed to ask, but you need to feel comfortable enough to ask. That's not comfortable. It's just comfortable enough to ask. So before we wrap up, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about or share today? Mm, I don't think so. I could go on and on. We could be talking for days. <laughs> I hope that's been helpful to uh, it's been, to your listeners. Yeah, I think they will find it immensely helpful. So we'll make sure that the um, the mental load assessment is available Mm -hmm. in the show notes if people want to come and stalk you on social (laughs) media um where can they find you they can find me on linkedin um thankfully i've got one of those names that there's probably not many of us out there yeah um and i do a fortnightly newsletter so they can sign up to that on linkedin yeah um i'm on instagram um, so my company name is Alto, um, yeah. but on Instagram and LinkedIn, I'm as Lisa Florit. So, um, so on Instagram, um, 
I have a website, which is www.altaho.uk.com. Um, I've never yes, heard of that before. I know. Well, I wanted. Yeah. Anyway, it's a long story. You know how these <laughs> things go. We won't yeah. digress. Um, so I also have so I have my LinkedIn newsletter, yeah. and then I also have a mailing list through my website. Um, so um, they can sign up to that as well okay. and keep in regular contact with me. Um, Thank you. And so what I will do is I will get all of that in the show notes as well. So it's easy yeah. for people to click on. Yeah. All right, well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank um, you. I'm sure people sort of contemplating how can they get a little bit more balance, a little bit more thriving in their lives. We're going to find this discussion really, really helpful. Um, I, I really so. appreciate it. Um, okay, so that's it for us this week. And I will see you all soon. Take care.